Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Sometimes life can feel like a pressure cooker. From our work life to our personal lives and relationships, there's so much to balance. It's easy to feel weighed down when you're experiencing anxiety, stress, or sadness. But guess what? You're not alone. You may not know it now, but support is all around you. No matter where you are, all you need to do is ask. Let us help find you a community at churchescare.com. Churches are communities of care. Go to churchescare.com to explore the possibilities. Welcome to Seek Reality with your host, Roberta Grimes. Author and attorney, Roberta Grimes, will explore and illustrate how she, after an extraordinary experience of light in childhood, has discovered channels of communication to the afterlife and how these implications have an effect on our everyday lives. Please welcome the host of Seek Reality, Roberta Grimes. Welcome to Seek Reality. Of course, I'm Roberta Grimes, and we have a wonderful guest for you today. I'm so glad you could be with us. You know, modern mainstream science is based on a set of assumptions that are now known for certain, even for those scientists who are honest with themselves, to be simply wrong. Scientific orthodoxy insists that what we see around us is real and that what we experience as human consciousness is generated by our individual brains. What garbage. Science can, scientists continue to believe, even to this day, that consciousness cannot survive the death of the brain and all the evidence to the contrary of their belief they ignore. The human brain is nothing more important than a two-way radio in the head of a meat robot. That's what it is. It picks up signals from your mind and transmits back signals to your vast eternal mind, which is part of the mind that continuously manifests this universe. You think your mind is in your brain because your eyes and ears are on your head. There's no other reason for that. Your senses tell you that's where you are, but that's not where you are. If you've seen the movie Avatar, you'll understand how easy it is for our minds to be forever safe in a, in a perfect place, while our bodies, these avatars we think are real, are exploring this nonsense that we think of as the world around us. Our guest today is one of the world's leading, genuine consciousness researchers. Alex Skiris, I, I, he told me I pronounced his name perfectly, but of course I didn't. Alex Sakiris is a successful entrepreneur turned science podcaster. In 2007, he founded Skeptico, I don't think I can say it the way he does, which is now the number one podcast that covers the science of human consciousness. So it's immensely important. Please do look up Mr. Sakiris and start listening to him. He has appeared on many syndicated stations and, and programs, much, much fancier than Seek Reality, so we're thrilled that he has been willing to join us. He's well known within the parapsychology circles. I've been hearing about him for years and the near-death experience research communities as well. And he's the author of a really neat little book that I've been reading this week. It's called Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything. Welcome, Alex. I am so happy to meet you finally. 
Thanks, Roberta. It's been fun getting to know you. We've had quite an email exchange, and it's really been exciting. And as I just told you, I, I really enjoyed the fun of growing forever. So I'm, I'm reading your books now, too, so we can have a mutual <laughs> admiration. I think that's what you're all going to hear, everyone. Um, we discovered we just love each other because there's so few people who have done as much work, frankly, as he has in a field that I think is the most important field that exists. And apparently he also feels the same way about me. So this is going to be fun. Now, how did you get started on this, Alex? Where did this come from? Well, you know, first I have to say, because we also talked about this, we, I, I think it's important for folks to know that what I just said is totally genuine, and I think the 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 depth of the spiritual understanding that comes through in your books is exciting. It's it's rare um, in that not a lot of people have put everything together in the way that you have. But 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 there's the big but. We don't agree on everything, and we're gonna probably have some points of divergence where people would think that. Uh, you know, we're really coming at this from two completely different sides. And I think that's an important part of the process, too. And I think it's certainly an important thing of what a value that I hold on to dearly as part of Skeptico. And that's that, you know, it's OK to disagree. It's OK to explore the different angles. It's OK to try on different beliefs and even find those beliefs to be proven wrong and come to one conclusion or another. You know, you were telling me a little bit beforehand about your experience with Christianity and, and that you came rather late in life to kind of challenge those beliefs. I think that's so awesome. And I think it's so rare, not just with Christianity, but most people are so wed and married to their beliefs that they will do almost anything to not change those beliefs. And that's what we're finding in science. That's what the, my book is really all about, is that if we deconstruct science, the way that you talked about it, and, and it's just incredibly uh, provably wrong, then the question becomes, how can this be? I mean, how can these people maintain this rather craziness that you can deconstruct rather easily? And the answer is because they're really, really married to their beliefs, and they'll do almost anything to not change them, even if they look silly and ridiculous. Well, they have another problem, too, which is that there's been at least 100 years of science, more than 100 years now, based in what they then called the scientific, fundamental scientific dogma of materialism. And that was, they, they adopted it originally, it seems, because we were getting such good communications from the dead through deep transmediums in the early part of the 20th century, last part of the 19th. And people were, serious researchers were studying these people and were writing up the transcripts and were publishing them. And you can buy them today. And they were basically waiting for science to realize they had made a great discovery, which actually was a discovery engineered from where the dead are. And the scientists were still dealing with uh, quantum mechanics. They continue today to deal with it. They didn't want another complication. So they, the gatekeepers, the peer-reviewed journals, and the uh, university departments established the fundamental scientific dogma of materialism. You know, and, but Roberta, it, it's, it's really important, I think, that we deconstruct all that stuff in a lot of different ways. Because, like, I would also challenge 
something that you said earlier about the mind-body connection, and I'm not so quick to throw the body into this kind of uh, meat-robot thing because it's clearly not. <laughs> We're funny. all con consciousness is everywhere, right? It's so. Funny whatever yeah. that conscious experience we're having through the larger mind, we're also experiencing through the body. But I digress, because here's the <laughs> point that a lot of the, the scientists will make and the pushback that they'll make, and, and I think you have to understand it from a human perspective, and that is the ability of Western science to conquer, control, manipulate, and engineer our physical reality is awe-inspiring. It's unbelievable. We are talking through these microphones on an internet, looking at that crystal clear display on your iMac, and they did all that. And the way they did it was with some rather clunky, of, if we want to say it now, but some stuff that really works in terms of materialistic science. And, and if we can back up and just let people know, when we say materialism, scientific materialism, you can think of it from a philosophical perspective. And what it says is that the only thing exists that exists is what you see, what you feel, and what you measure. And if you, so we can sit and kind of throw stones at it. You know, you and I can say, well, that's ridiculous. There's all this, there's all the, right. There's all this love. There's all this spiritual existence. There's all this stuff that, you know, just take when you look at lovingly at your parents or your kids or your newborn, you know there's more than just stuff you can measure. There's stuff that you just can never measure. But right. what science has done, and, and let's give them credit, they've said, wait, I want to put the blinders on because if I put the blinders on and I don't worry about questions like, how many angels fit on the head of a pin. If I ignore all that stuff for a minute, maybe I can make some progress. So we have to be realistic and say, you know what? In some ways, we understand that decision because the progress they made is unbelievable. We live in the world that they've constructed. But what they did along the way is something called shut up and calculate. And we can talk about that in a minute if you want. That's exactly right. So, and and th this, to me, this you're making some fantastic points. You make some points in your book that, frankly, I had never put together. And I, I seldom find a book anymore that does that. So that's one reason I'm so thrilled to meet you. To clarify my meat robot comment, just for people listening, everything that exists is consciousness. There is nothing that exists that is not consciousness. As Max Planck said, we cannot get behind consciousness. Everything that we talk about, everything we consider to be real postulates consciousness. So that me robot is another form of consciousness. It just isn't your mind. It, can, it attaches to your mind, not just in your head, actually, but all over your body, which is something Alex just pointed out. But it's very important for us to realize that if you're just looking at what is matter, you're, you're not going to be able to understand much of anything. And as Alex, Alex, I have to say, is a much more generous individual than I am. You're going to see that. He's very large-spirited. And he's, he's being kind about science. And I agree with you, Alex, that if they had to study only one thing at once, they could have put aside looking at what's actually going on for another 20 or 30 years. But 120 years is too long. 
Right. It's time. It's time for us to tell them, hey, wait a minute, you're missing something big, which we've been trying to tell them and they're not listening to. Um, this is this is an exciting conversation, which is going to be had. And the pioneer of it really is our guest today. So um, we're, we're going to be hearing he, the world will hear from him. He's much younger than I am. And therefore, he has the time to wait out the ignorance that is still predominant in science. And yes, it's true. Science has brought us a lot of material advances, but the dead can mess with electricity. They can mess with matter. That's how we get signs from the dead. So even in this little world that they've designed for themselves that Alex is charitable enough to recognize, even there, they have no idea what really is going on. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to be doing more, doing more talking with Alex Sakaris, who I think is the most fascinating person I've ever met. We'll be right back. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Wilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of The Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest, and armed with over 40 years' experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Wilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Back in Victorian England, a famous theologian posed a perplexing riddle. Why are the two top personalities in the Bible tagged with the numbers 7 and 11? Academics agree the answer is found in the stunning discovery of a hitherto secret Bible structure explained in a new book called The Genesis Grid. The discovery is so simple that preschool children could illustrate it. 
Certain claims are hugely controversial and may offend some, but at the X-Zone, we've studied this awesome new book and agree with one expert, and I quote, These discoveries appear to be beyond coincidence. So who or what hid this wonderful pattern in the Bible, and what might they do next? Find out more, X-Zone Nation, and read reviews on www.genesisgrid.co.uk. That's www.genesisgrid.co.uk. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes and Alex Sakaris, who is a... The, I think the world's leading researcher of, uh, in the field of consciousness. And I'm going to ask him now to, for us to define, this is something that, by the way, I've never seen a scientist do with any kind of common sense attached. How would you define consciousness, Alex? You know what I always say in, in the book, I have a little experiment, is you don't stop, pause for a minute, and just say hello inside your head. And what hears that, we all hear that, and you can actually do that, you know, I mean, I think your audience is way past that, but for people who are caught up, as I wasn't, I want to tell a story in just a minute, the, the, what, and, what hears that is consciousness, is the other, you know, and if I could tell just a little story, I, my background was really, uh, and I appreciate you saying I'm a consciousness researcher, that's so awesome, I, I've talked to so many <laughs> of the world's leading consciousness researchers that I sometimes think I do know more than I do. But all I've done is just talk to a bunch of people and about 400 of them at this point. But I've talked to so many of the leading consciousness researchers in the world and academics. I mean, people that, you know, you have to kind of really got to grit your teeth and say, can I handle this interview? Because this guy has these PhDs and all these credentials. But I've found that that, that was really an important thing for me to push through too, because so many people are intimidated by the lab coat kind of persona that is these people put forward. And when you really push them, so many of them are just full of crap, like we're saying, and they can <laughs> easily be kind of pulled apart. But, you know, back to the little story, my path was really as business. I, I was raised in that kind of by my father, who was very business-oriented and success-oriented. We weren't rich by any means, but that was certainly a value that was instilled in me. So I was on the business path. But I also had, I don't know where I had, where it came from, this spiritual kind of path as well. And I was brought up in the Greek Orthodox Church, and I certainly wasn't getting it there. I thought that was just a complete waste of time. But yoga and some of the Eastern traditions appealed to me. So I remember being a, a 25-year-old kid working my first job at the accounting firm Price Waterhouse and taking an, a, a yoga class with a, a yoga instructor through the TV. This was on old PBS, and there was this woman oh, who wow. was doing the yoga <laughs> class. And at the end of the yoga class, she goes, okay, now I want you to sit quietly and calm the voice inside your head. So I was like, okay, I'm following the instructions. And for a split second, the voice inside my head was calmed and went away. For me, I can't tell you, Roberta, this was a life-changing experience because I never knew there was a voice inside my head. <laughs> right. I thought that was me. 
That yeah. was me. There was nothing else. That constant chatter was me. So oh. to even get just a glimpse that that there might be something else in there, I think was life changing. So that's why I guess I always relate back when people say, you know, what is consciousness? Well, it's that voice inside your head that you may not even appreciate is just the chatter of one aspect of this larger consciousness that you have. And there's so much more if you begin yeah. to explore it. Yes. That's what interests me because Alex has basically come at the same topic from the opposite direction. I began it by trying to understand my childhood experience of light. And I felt that if I figured out where the dead were, I would be able to figure out where the voice came from that I heard during that experience. And I think that turned out to be right. So, but so I did, I came at all of this information from the viewpoint of people we used to think were dead. And I handicapped myself considerably by refusing to read anything published after 1950, because I was sure that that, you know, people were just trying to make a buck. And that, because that's my, my background is so different from Alex's, I know some things I think that he doesn't know, but because he has gone into the lists, as it were, I mean, there are a number of, of interviews, uh, the transcripts of interviews in his book, which again, I think everybody ought to read. It's called Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything, and you're going to love it. But when I read those transcripts, it was amazing to me that this man who didn't have all those credentials, was directly challenging people who were sure that they knew 100% of everything that, that could be known and, and making them look ridiculous. And the fact that you dare to do that in your podcast is really amazing to me. I think I, I admire you so much for that. I've never dared to do anything like that. Well, that's that's really terrific of you to say. And, and I want to bring up a point that you just touched on, because I think it's it's fascinating. It's something I've talked about so many times on the show with so many guests, and that's that, and I mean this again sincerely without kind of just trying to be this mutual admiration thing. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you came at things from such a deep, personal, spiritually transformative experience and yet you found your path through that and you wind up being, you know, a business attorney, which I think is such an interesting <laughs> combination, right? Because right. You, you're, you're maintaining this light and love experience because that's what you found, but you're balancing it with the rational mind of an attorney that says, wait a minute, I have to understand how to construct and win an argument. I think that's terrific. I run into that all the time in Skeptico, and I'll give you an example of, because this is the other side of Skeptico. So, you know, one side of it is these scientists from Yale or New York University or Harvard, and I've spoken to them all, and they do look ab absolutely ridiculous when you deconstruct materialism. And as you point out, you show how many times it's been falsified over and over again. Even, you know, Max Planck, like you referenced the, several times in this interview, one of the most highly esteemed quantum yes. physicists of all times. Just go look what he says. He's just as clear as he could be. He's a consciousness. Him. It's all consciousness. We can kind of forget everything else. Right. And, and yet, you know, you'll see like in some of my interviews, well, sometimes people will just completely say that Max Planck didn't say that or he said the opposite. And it's like... How, how are you? Uh, you're a, a Harvard. The one guy I'm thinking of it, it was from Harvard. It, you know, it's like you're writing books. You claim to know this stuff, 
just go read what he said. How are you yeah. trying to twist it around? But anyways, that's where we wind up. But so if we go to the other side of science, then we also have to look at what information is coming back from people who do have these experiences and to what extent are they maybe pigeonholing them in a way that needs a healthy dose of science, needs a healthy dose of, you know, your business attorney background that says, wait, just because you had a near-death experience that was a very Christian experience, that doesn't mean that we, that invalidates all these other near-death experiences that were not Christian, or went somebody who saw the the light and the love and said, you know, all religions are valid, you know? So it, we have to use the same tools of discernment to try and, the best we can, wrap our arms around what's really going on. And so some of that we have to push aside science and say, hey, you have to be more honest. But then I think we also have to reach out to people who have had spiritual experiences and are trying to get it, get at them and understand them and say, you know, we need to have some discernment there too and really figure out the best we can what's going on. And it always comes back to the personal experience. That's the only thing that ever matters. So we're just kind of playing with ideas. No, it is a blessing when people have a personal experience. But I think that the evidence is such now that any open-minded person who studied your book, and some of my books, and I have a couple of others I'd recommend to them, has to come to the inescapable conclusion that there is one gigantic reality in both mainstream science and every religion get it wrong. They get it wrong, and for the same reason, actually, because all religions and mainstream science are all based on a dogma, and anything with a dogma is a belief system frozen in time. Christianity is frozen in time, really, 2,000 years ago when everything was thought up, had nothing to do with Jesus then, has nothing to do with Jesus now. And mainstream science, maybe, as you very charitably say, Alex, maybe they meant to just take a step back from the afterlife stuff, but 120-some-odd years is a tool long to take a step back. I think it's time for them to come into the light. There is one reality. That's why we call my podcast Seek Reality, because all of us should be doing that. Now, one of the points, and he makes a number of points, frankly, in his book, Alex does, that uh, I had never thought about before and that are important. And it's because his, his ideas are so balanced. He doesn't disrespect science as I do. I mean, frankly, as I think that they're going to have to throw out every scientific, every book about science ever written over the past hundred years. That's how far off track they've gone. And as I often say on this podcast, I read Scientific American as a humor magazine because they repeatedly come up against walls and Alex or I could tell them what it is that's going on, but they can't even investigate it. Sometimes they're so frustrated, they actually say, maybe our model is wrong. That model is the idea that what that we can understand matter, we understand everything. Now, there is a reason why, and I never understood this till I read his book, there is a reason why it is that science, mainstream science, has to maintain this illusion that there that nothing is spiritual and that the, the, the brain is the source of consciousness. I never thought about this, but he's absolutely right. 
why are they insisting on being so willfully ignorant when there's so much evidence right out for you and me to see that, that their materialist dogma is wrong? Well, there's a very, very important reason why. And understanding that helps me understand a whole lot better where we're going from here. And I'm going to let Alex share it with you when we come back. Again, secretality and the most wonderful consciousness researcher who's ever lived, Alex Sakiris. And I'm Roberta Grimes. We'll be right back. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media. The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. 
For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen. Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. N.com. to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes and my wonderful new friend, Alex Sakaris, who is the uh, founder and head of Skeptico. And he does a podcast in which he interviews people who would not emphatically would not agree with him. And he does respectful interviews with them. This is something I don't think I ever could do. So I admire him for that as well. But one of the insights I got from his terrific book, Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything, was this. Why is it that it's so essential to modern mainstream science that our consciousness originate in our brains. Um, because they hold to that so fast and so hard. Why? Why, Alex? Well, I hope I nail this in the way that you've set it up now. But <laughs> basically, and that's really the point of this book, Why Science is Wrong About Almost Everything, which is a title that really more than I thought, sends people over the edge. I mean, they just get frothing at the mouth. What do you mean science is wrong about almost everything? And the point really is that I think as you and I have talked about, we can pretty easily show anyone who's halfway open-minded that science is wrong about consciousness. This idea that consciousness is purely a brain-based phenomenon, that it begins with the brain, ends with the brain, that, that's just falsified over and over again by the scientific literature and by some very good scientific experiments that I talk about on the show and in the book. So my point has always been that if science is wrong about consciousness, well, then science is really wrong about almost everything. Because if you do a scientific experiment, and the one that I give an example of in the book is to say, let's say we're going to say, what temperature boils water? What temperature do we need to get to to boil water? And you, and you say, well, it's 212 degrees Fahrenheit, you know? And they say, oh, wait a minute. The altitude turns out to have a little bit of a difference here. If you're down here at sea level, that's true. If you're up in the mountains, temperature changes a little bit. It's a little bit different. So there are factors that we have to control in every experiment if we're going to be able to measure and get good results. This is obvious <laughs> that you learn this in fifth grade science. Wait a minute, though. What about consciousness? If we introduce consciousness into the equation, now we have to put an asterisk next to everything science everything. does, right? Yes, that's the insight. Yes. Everything. That's so brilliant. even that water boiling experiment, we say, well, we think it's 212, but we didn't really factor in consciousness and whether 
you know, if you want to say God, or if you want to say the devil, or if you want to say my Uncle Joe in spiritual form might have been able to come in and change that experiment in a way that I couldn't control it. Well, if you open yourself up to that as a scientist, you see there's really no end to it. The little asterisk that says I had to just forget about consciousness as part of my experiment, that asterisk has to go on everything. So you really don't have you, you, what you've done is you've obsoleted science. You've said this is <laughs> as far as we can get with yeah. our, our, our our means of, of measuring stuff. Yeah, you've nailed it. Uh, what he says in his book is, the problem science has with consciousness has an impact on every aspect of science as we know it. That's huge. And it's true. Anyone who has studied the abundant literature on uh, signs that the dead give us knows that they can override what we think of as, as the laws of physics anytime they want to. They can not only mess with electricity, they can make flowers appear where they shouldn't, totally out of season. They can do just about anything. They try to do benign things. Oh, a big thing they also can do is make rainbows appear whenever they want to. They try not to scare us with their signs, or you would be amazed to see the things that the human mind can do when it has been reunited in the afterlife levels. Their minds are very powerful. But to even acknowledge there is an afterlife is like a, a string that, that they're handing us. We would tug on, and it would destroy 100-plus years of science in this country. They're not going to do that till their own kids graduate from college. After, <laughs> after and get that, a job. Yes, <laughs> right, and get a job. After that... If they have to retire on a pension that was in unjustly earned because they were not doing the whole, see how see how I'm not bitter about this. You're not bitter. I love that, Alex, about you. <laughs> but but the fact is that's the reason why they fight this so hard. It's not because we're wrong. More and more of them, I actually you and I both hear from them, they know we're right. And that's the real problem they have. They just want to get through this career. Another great thing that Dr. Planck said is that science advances by deaths. There have been a lot of deaths between he said, then when he said those words and today. But these people are hoping their deaths will, will happen before this all falls apart. We just know for certain it will fall apart. And I think that's a very important insight for everyone to take. The question is time. How do you think that light will finally dawn on the marble head of each science scientist in this country? How is that going to happen? Well, you know, there's a point where I don't think we necessarily totally agree and see things the same way. I mean, I think the f I'm amazed at the history that you just alluded to and how long materialistic science has been able to dance this dance. Right. And I, amazing. It is amazing. And, and But I think you also have to look at it in the larger context of uh, geopolitics and other aspects of our world that we accept as true and then we find that they're not true and that someone else has some ulterior motives that is really behind it well all that is is another layer of this kind of reality puzzle that we're trying to put together now none of that stuff is is important because the only thing that matters is is spirit and your personal journey through that spirit but it is in a way important because we're all trying to figure this out the best way we can I'm very, I, I, I don't want to say, I'm just resistant to the idea that we are at a special time. 
when anyone says, oh, we're at a special time and there's a consciousness transformation happening. I, I, I see the evidence for that. I see why people say that. But I also, you know, can go look at some very, very, very old books from a lot of different cultures that had a lot of this stuff down and figured out a long time before we oh, did. Yes. <laughs> and and, and they, that change didn't happen. Or, or no. from a from a political standpoint, you know, we think whether you think things are fantastic or if you think things are horrible, just go study history. You can find times that were a lot worse. You can find times that were a lot better. You can find right. people that thought they would rule the world forever, and they did rule it for a lot longer than we have. So I think we have to be very humble with that. And the other yes. thing that, that really completely complicates things is this idea of time. Because one thing that science has shown us, and it's confirmed really in the spiritual literature that you're alluding to, is that our idea of time is just ridiculous. But the, yeah. this idea of linear time and, yeah. you know, yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, we all live that because we can't live otherwise. It's the most convenient way to put things together. But what if that's not really the structure of reality? Well, right. that, again, changes everything. So totally. the fact, <laughs> right, the fact that we're here and, oh, these nit science nitwits, you know, haven't come around and we get all worked up about that. Well, that's just it's just a random point on the timeline that we've kind of put our finger on and said, oh, let's focus on this. So there's really a lot to pull apart there. I, I think we, as I've mentioned earlier, what I get excited about and excited talking to people like you, Roberta, is the balancing of the two, the trying to grow our spiritual light and spiritual love and at the same time, holding on to that uh, discernment quality. That's important to me. That's what Skeptico is about. I want to be able to still use my logical mind to discern things, to look at the other side of things. And, you know, for some people, they're built different. That's not important. They have an experience or they just hear somebody talk about light and love, and that's just their whole thing. Well, that's great. That's not the way I'm built because I don't see the world as all light and love. And I have to try and understand how to navigate that landscape. You know, I, I think that this is part of why I love having you as a guest. We're going to do this a lot. Um, it's important for us to answer the question, I think, those of you listening, let's answer Alex's question about why we think this time is different. It's only because those that we used to think were dead are saying that. Apparently, up until 1945, it was assumed that we were going to work it out ourselves, even though the the uh, energy on Earth had become so negative. It was necessary, and we were going to get better. But then we exploded atomic bombs in war. And that was the moment, apparently, when those that we used to think were dead took over and they decided they were going to have to raise our consciousness. And in order to do that, they're going to have to start to tell us the truth. And many people, uh, I was born one year almost to the day after they exploded those bombs. Many people uh, who are now in their 50s, 60s and 70s came in right after that. 
So the only reason we think that this stuff is going to really change things is because that's what the dead tell us. Now, they're not always right. They can't predict the future. But since it's their will that's behind this elevation of our consciousness, we think they're, and they actually think, too, that they're going to be successful. They're not intervening actively in the world. They're intervening in the, in the person of people like Alex Sakaris, who doesn't even realize until maybe I'm saying it to him now that, of course, he has beings who are using him, and he's doing a beautiful job of it. When we come back, um, I'm, I'm going to ask Alex, I thought this was hysterical, to tell us the dopey science creed. Or if he, if he doesn't have it in front of him, I'll read it. This is hysterical. And it's so true. I mean, that he is respectful of these people, but he nails everything they're doing wrong is, to me, very satisfying and enjoyable. And then when we come back also, Alex is going to tell you how you can get involved, get to know him a little bit, and listen to his podcast, which I strongly recommend that you do. Roberta Grimes on Seek Reality with the head of Skeptico, Alex Sakaris. We'll be right back. One of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce, is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201 934-8986 or Skype at Elizabeth.Joyce and for more information you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Expose Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, 
finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes and my wonderful, wonderful guest, Alex Sakaris. Now, he can't quickly find the Dopey Science Creed, so I'm going to read it to you. These are the things that modern mainstream scientists believe. One, I maintain that my life has no purpose and no meaning. The same is true for the entire universe. There is no purpose to anything. Number two, I affirm that my morals come from my genes and my conditioning, not from decisions I make. Free will is an illusion. My personal identity is also an illusion. Believe it or not, they say that. There are no good deeds or good people. There's no bad, evil, or wrong either. Every report of encounters with spirits, angels, ghosts, and supernatural beings is bunk. The credibility or number of witnesses does not matter. It is all bunk. And number five, I am my physical brain and nothing more. The death of my body is the death of me. I would never have put it that clearly, but those are all things that mainstream scientists have to believe. Yes. To point out in your book, they have no option but to believe those things. Yeah, that's such a great point, Roberta. That really is the point. And, you know, I've found over the years as I talk to that with people, they always want to find wiggle room. And there isn't any, like you're saying, there really isn't. Like, take the first one. That's where people really always pull back and want to find wiggle room, they say. I mean, I've talked to uh, Dr. Stephen Novella, Yale neurologist, interviewed him several times. And, you know, you'll say, well, Steve, that you're saying that life has no meaning. He goes, well, what? no, no, not, re- not my personal life. You know, just there's no meaning in the universe. The universe doesn't have meaning. Look, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> Again, this is like, yeah. for yeah. you and I, this is like simple logic, but this is how we get mesmerized. Like, Newsflash here, Steve, the universe encompasses everything, including your life. So if the universe has no meaning, then your life has no meaning. Or turn it around. If your life has any meaning at all, that speck of meaning, that that love you have for your child, if that has meaning, or your hope for the future, if that has meaning, if any part of your life has meaning, and your life is in the universe, well, then the universe has meaning. So you've just contradicted yourself. <laughs> right. So yeah. this is the dilemma, like like you and I are saying, that the people who look at this, the hardest thing that people have, the hardest problem people have with this, Roberta, is just saying, how can this be? How can they be teaching? How did I get taught this in, in science class if they knew it was wrong? Why are we teaching my kids this if we know it's wrong? Why is this being perpetuated. That's the hard part. That's where people go, there there has to be something wrong here. Roberta, Alex, you guys have to have something wrong. It can't be that messed up. And the, the answer is it it is that messed up. But you know what? You, you said I only had a couple minutes. I'm not down with everything you said. And and we'll have to talk again and I'll tell you why. I because <laughs> I think there's I think there's there's more complicated possible contradictory evidence. You know, I just interviewed this guy and he's doing this fabulous documentary on this important figure, Dr. Andrea Pedreich, who is 
this guy who was central to the deep state mind control MK Ultra stuff that our government was doing that was really horrible. But he also had these series of incredible seances with these ascended beings who <laughs> talked just as you did about, you know, the future of the planet, the future of why we're in this predicament. And the, 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 the issue that I think is interesting about that is one verifying how that's true. But then also, what do we do when we compare and contrast that? And we have one group of ascended masters who say one thing and another group of ascended masters who say another thing. And that you to have me an is example a skeptic. Of that? I'd love to see the example of that. What, what next time? We'll talk about it at length. <laughs> we'll talk about Andre Pedreich and the nine. But anyone who's interested can go begin researching that. And, uh, and, and so what do you do with that? What do you do when you have conflicting accounts from ascended masters that you've in the best way possible, you know, you can't really verify that kind of stuff, but you've used the best principles of the time. This guy's top, top notch scientist, Andre Pedreich. I mean, very, you know, PhD Northwestern, tons of research into ESP was interested in the, this cutting edge paranormal kind of stuff and was interesting in controlling it. So not someone who would sit down at a seance and go, Oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. I believe everything you say. The opposite of that, you know, the yeah, most yeah, right. skilled researcher you'd want in that situation. There's a partial answer that um, I, I can give, but I am dying to talk again and really talk about this. One of the things that we've come to understand is that people who have come in with a mission, and I think you and I are both in that category, there's just no other explanation of why we're so obsessed with this. We have our own particular guides who have us on a need-to-know basis. Now, anyone who's listened to me for a while knows that my primary spirit guide was once Thomas Jefferson, and he is a very stern taskmaster. There's a lot he won't tell me. Um, he won't even allow me to be past life regressed or anything. And he, I know, and I speak what he tells me to speak, and that's it. But I know for certain that there's a lot more to know, and I understand that one day I will be allowed to know it, just not now, because they want to keep us focused on whatever task we agreed with them before we came into body that we were going to perform. And I've looked into some cases, because I've seen some too, Alex, where there is some conflict. And in nearly every case, it looks to me as sort of like you and I might say, no, that's turquoise. I might say, no, it's teal. It's more that they've seen a slightly different view of the same thing. But I'm dying to see whatever you have. We're going to do this as soon as we possibly can do it again. But Alex, how do people find you? Because it's, I want everybody to pay attention now to Alex Securis. Well, that's really nice of you, Roberta. Skeptico, and it's spelled with a K at the end, K-O at the end. But really, if you just type in Skeptico, you'll you'll find it. And then the book is, I don't really have the book too prominently featured on the website. But if you remember the phrase, why science is wrong, you'll easily find the book on Amazon. There are very few books anymore in this field that I feel I've really learned something from, but I learned quite a bit about Alex. His book is not too long. It's easy to read. And best of all, Rupert Sheldrake actually wrote your foreword, and he's one of my biggest idols. So, Oh, um, really? You know, yes. it's funny because I just interviewed. Do we have another minute? Well, yeah, a minute. Sure. You know, I just interviewed Rupert again a couple of weeks ago because he has a new book, um, Science and Spiritual Practices. 
and Rupert is a is a Christian, and I'm not a Christian. I'm just not a religious person. We can talk about that later too. I think I'd be pretty much closer to you. But anyways, when when I asked Rupert to write the forward to this book, he was reluctant to. He's like, I can't. You know, I'm already in enough trouble with science as it is, and he's British and he's English and it's even tighter over there. So he wrote this really kind of forward endorsement, non-endorsement kind of thing. And I said, Rupert, that's perfect. I want to go just with that because it's yes, a further, it <laughs> further example said, of how title. <laughs> it's it's you know, Rupert, you've said so many of the same things, but you can't yeah. come out and say it like this. Why? Why can't we say? Science is wrong about almost everything because science is wrong about consciousness. That really, for people like Rupert, isn't controversial, but even Rupert can't say that because there still is the, the boycott. There still is the, the control. You know, you won't get the job. You won't get the promotion. That's a little bit too far out there kind of thing. So, Everybody, you know, it's, it's fun skeptical, for... It's S. K-E-P-T-I-K-O. Remember the K's, because when I first tried to Google you, I put a C in there, and that was not a good thing. You've got to listen to some of his podcasts. You've got to read his book, everyone, because the, here is somebody who is working on the cutting edge of consciousness, which when you're old, you're going to remember that you heard him on the radio. I'm so glad you were here, Alex. We're going to do this again soon. And meanwhile, everybody, you, as you know, this is Roberta Grimes. You're listening to Seek Reality, and we have just spent a wonderful, wonderful time together with somebody who is an extraordinary human being. Now, as you know, um, my my books are The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and for young children, The Fun of Meeting Jesus. If you want to contact me, all you need to do, go do is go to robertagrimes.com. There's a contact block there, and I answer emails, provided that you will give me your email address. Some people give me the wrong address or forget to leave it, and then I'm kind of frustrated because there's nothing I can do for them. Now, we have been listening today to someone who... Um, I think is going to, as I say, is going to be huge in, in the world um, because he is fearlessly looking at the most important thing there is for any of us to look at, which is what is really going on. And he is not trying to do it from a viewpoint of uh, certain things are taboo. He's open-mindedly seeking the truth. If you're a Christian, you know Jesus told us to do this. If you understand the greatest scientists who ever lived before the start of the 20th century, you know that's what they were trying to do. We have the opportunity to do it now. And um, our friend Alex Sakaris is right on the cutting edge of it. So we certainly are going to talk with him again. Um, meanwhile, as you know, past episodes of Seek Reality are available on webtalkradio.net on iTunes through the Seek Reality app for free in the iTunes store. And earlier episodes, of course, are available through Dream Vision 7 Radio. If you wonder where you can find me, all, there's a radio tab uh, on the Roberta Grimes website. Just go there, and we try to keep that updated. But um, I'm very happy right now to be with XZBN, and I hope that we'll be together for years to come. Uh, I, I feel that finally, after almost five years, I'm, I'm, I've gotten my podcasting together. And I have said this before, but I want to say it to you again. I am so grateful 
that you're there. You're the reason why I do this. If it were not for you listening, there would be no need for me to spend so much time reading books and seeking the perfect guests for you. I'm trying to help you in particular to open your mind and heart and know the truth. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Enjoy, please, and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.